Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to uh, freeze Wait, on. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, Stadium's NBA podcast. And we got playoff basketball, finally. Ben Wittenstein. Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house. But before we have the games all set in stone for the NBA playoffs, we have what first? We have the playing games. Yes, we do. The exciting playing games. Mm -hmm. Are you really excited on a scale of 1 to 10? How excited are you really? Your Bulls made it. Mm-hmm. Your Bulls made it, so are you excited about that on a scale of 1 to 10? I actually am. Really excited? I don't think you are. Though. I actually am excited. I think All these right. games are going to be fun. All right. Why? Well, listen, the games with the Bulls, the I don't know how excited I am with the Chicago Bulls against the Raptors in Toronto. That probably is not going to go well for the Chicago Bulls. But, Zach, th- th- uh, Thunder Pelicans, that'll be fun. Timberwolves, Lakers, that'll be fun. Why would that be fun? Why would the Timberwolves get – well, you know what? We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to why the Timberwolves are going to be fun, but – I think the Timberwolves have a good shot at beating the Lakers mm. because they don't have Rudy Gobert, which we can get to down the road. Oh my! But gosh. I do think a lot of these games are going to be really fun to watch. Well, let's get to the first one, right? The Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. What do you think about Trey Young being able to go into Miami and get it done? Will he be able to do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I know Atlanta is not a good team on the road. <laughs> And I know people are looking at this Atlanta team like they're better than seemingly they are. I don't know the hype around Atlanta. I really don't. And I know Miami's not a team to go around and fawning how good they are. But about them. at home, Miami's a lot better than they are on the road. Atlanta on the road is a lot worse than they are at home. I think Miami with a home, essentially playoff game, it's going to be tough for Atlanta to win that. Well, Jimmy... Has to have some help, I believe. I believe Jimmy got to have some help. So Bam got to come, got to come to play. He does. I don't need no nineteen and nine. I need something like twenty five and twelve. Yeah, something along that nature. Tyler Hero, you got the money. We talked about him having the money, so he has to be able to step up in order for Jimmy to really have that assist number that he wants around that seven and eight range, as opposed to like five. If guys can just make their shots off his distribution, I think they'll be fine. I saw something interesting with the Miami Heat. And it was it was pick and roll action between Jimmy Butler and the Zeller brother. Okay. And what I tell you, it works almost all the time. Really, the pick and roll action that it's works so hilarious. They out there looking like Malone and Stockton off the pick and roll. <laughs> it is that is wild. It is an interesting thing to watch when Bam's not in the game. The Zeller and Jimmy Butler pick and roll. It's so effective. So I'm looking at if there's anything I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see the pick and roll action between them versus the Miami. Heat. How that transpired, but your boy, like you mentioned, Trey Young, 
What's up? Yeah, and Jante Murray has been a great addition to the team, but how well can these teams play together? The Atlanta defense, man, I am very concerned about the way the Atlanta Hawks play defense. I think they did better defensively when Nate McMillan was the coach. They Seen got that your way. boy Quinn Snyder over there. <laughs> and I, My boy Quinn yeah, Snyder. You know, from the Utah Jazz. And then I think he was, where else did he was assistant coaching before he got the job? Was he with the Warriors? Yeah, he was an assistant coach, I believe. With the Warriors for like midway through the season before he got the head coaching position midway through the season he was on the, he no he wasn't a, he was he went from the jazz he was jobless for a year then went right to the hawks oh, see, look at that you love this off season. for a year he only had 21 games underneath this team yes so far and so my question is being trey young when the lights shine the brightest you know what he did in miami i mean in not uh, in new york can he do it in miami he went to new york broadway you show up you show out can he do it again that's my question because see i I don't really know, man. It, this game is such a toss-up. I don't really know. I don't. The five-and-a-half spread, I'm tempted to bet Atlanta because Ooh. these teams have been so close, even in the final, like, 10 games of the season. Their net ratings are really close together. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're both have been okay. Offensively, they've both been okay. Yep. To me, this game is more of a crapshoot than any other game for the play-in, and I would love to get five-and-a-half points for something like that. So I, I'm probably going to bet the Atlanta Hawks, but... Okay. I expect Miami to win. You expect Miami to win. I do too, but I but you but you know I don't want them to really win the game. I don't even want them to make the playoffs. I wish they were a nine or a ten seed in this playing scenario, so they had a better opportunity of being out of the play of the playoffs as opposed to one yeah. game and you're in. That's basically what it's going to be for them. Atlanta Hawks, they got to come to play. Trey Young, particularly, he struggled the most being out of all the players in the lineup against the Miami Heat. You know, he shoots under. 40%, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I know he shoots under 20 points a game. He's only getting like 19 a game versus the Miami Heat this season. So he struggled a lot. So I hope we see something different out of Trey Young. Maybe, maybe not. But your boy, Pat Ben. Yeah, the new Bulls defensive player of the year out there. <laughs> He's going to Toronto. He is. He's going to see Drake. Yeah. And the Toronto Raptors. Yes. I think that's what I'm most interested in the most in that game is Toronto. Is they, Pat Bev versus Drake. They gave Pat Beverly a game, a one, a win, a win and go home, win or go home game. They yes, gave Pat Bev a win or go home. And he and he's going to Toronto. And Drake's more than likely going to be there. I just think the popcorns need to be set for the shenanigans that's going to transpire between those two. Yeah, that game's going to be game. really, really fun. <laughs> and Toronto's a really good team at home, and the Bulls are a really bad team on the road. The Bulls are one of the more inconsistent teams in the NBA. So I honestly. Do not know what to expect from Chicago going into this game. They could score 150 points and completely blow out Toronto, or they can go six for 40 from the three-point line and lose by 30 points. You know, there's there's every single possibility with this Bulls team. It's so disgusting how inconsistent they are as a team. And going into Toronto, mm-hmm. tough place to play, especially in a playoff postseason environment. You have a really good coach. You have a really talented team you have a really big team and the bulls struggle against the length and size of the raptors it's going to be tough it's going to be really tough they have a very much uphill battle against the toronto raptors for this playing game and then even if they win they have to play another game and win that game which i don't even know if they can win two games in a row so i have very low hopes the addition of pat bev has been great for the team it's been good for the defense they've had one of the nba's best defenses in the league since they got him since they got him I just don't know if it's going to help. I, I don't know. Toronto's too good, too big, too wide of a team. I'm I'm very concerned. Too big, too too wide. They're too long. They're they're like eight eight feet. 
that's all their wingspans. That's what everybody's biggest gripe is with the rappers. How is their wingspan? Will the Bulls be able to surpass that? No, we're going to see. You say no. No. I'm more so on the yes side, but we'll see. But then now you think the Raptors are going to beat the Bulls. But then you also believe I, yes, Timberwolves going to be well i don't know if i believe that i don't know if i believe that but i will let me say this i would like to reiterate (laughs) okay and let me re re rephrase this Mm -hmm. i think the timberwolves have a better chance to beat the lakers without rudy gobert than they do with rudy gobert now who is now suspended for this game i was just gonna ask now why would they not have rudy gobert tell the people why they don't have the man punches his own teammates (laughs) Slow the man mo. loves to take swings at his own teammates. Booty slap, slow mo. Uh, slow yeah, mo swung at him. What's his real name? Slow mo. Uh, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, Kyle Anderson. Mm, mm, mm. I um, it's it, it's beyond me. I mean, it, it seems like Kyle Anderson was was yelling some, well, some swears back, at him. And and Why don't you block a shot? I saw the I saw the yeah the the, uh, the context of the of the conversation or whatever. So Kyle Anderson's like, well, "Why don't you block a shot?" Yep. Rudy's like, well, won't you grab a rebound? Yeah. It's very formal. The room. They got, the, like you said, some swear words, some grown men, some grown folks' words were used yep. in the conversation yeah. in the locker room. And so it escalated from there. You you probably thought he should have been suspended. I, I would assume. You probably thought he should have been suspended, not playing this game, which ultimately what happens. Yeah. He may be part of the problem. I, I don't know. For something like this, I, I don't, don't think, think anyone needs deal. to get punished like that, suspended a game. I didn't think so either. So I think it's out. just it's I'm just an optics thing, right? You have a player who's taking a swing at his teammate. It's almost like, well, we we want to show that we won't stand for this, so we have to suspend you for a game. A fine would have been nice. A fine would have been nice. I think, too, it doesn't seem like anyone in the NBA really likes, likes Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Oh, my gosh. So, if I hear that sentence one more time. <laughs> who likes him? Who have you seen I mean, that's I'm come out in defense of Rudy Gobert? What? No, who's come out in defense of Rudy Gobert? No one has come out and said, I stand with Rudy. I believe he is in the wrong. I believe he's been wronged. There's been no one. Everyone's been defending Kyle Anderson. People That's have fair. been people have been Rightfully defending him so. and talking about how bad of a teammate Rudy Gobert is. Donovan Mitchell's talked about how much he disliked Rudy Gobert. Tweeting. The man's dislikable. That's all he is. He's a dislikable person, which is fine. Not everyone has to be likable. But sometimes if you're disliked this much in a big game scenario like this, you not being there, that might help. That might actually help the team. Okay, so you think they won? They beat the Pelicans. They did beat the after Pelicans. Rudy Gobert left. Was, was they off. were down. Kicked to the locker room. You're right. You absolutely are correct. But I just think a healthy Lakers team. Now I know we say them two words all it, the Laker, time. Yeah, the healthy, healthy Lakers, Lakers team. <laughs> I think a healthy Lakers team can actually not only beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they can win their first round matchup if they face off against the Lakers Grizzlies. I do believe that. Yeah. I've seen LeBron James in that. Can you beat LeBron in the postseason four times if his team's healthy? The answer to that question is probably not. But see, you're on the side of, well, they're going to be bringing out the wheelchairs at some point. For yeah, it's going to be the Paul Pierce treatment. They're going to be carrying him off. <laughs> Both legs in the air. Have to carry him off to the locker room. Need whether a wheelchair. It's, whether it's him or Anthony Davis, you believe that somebody important to this team would not be available in the long run come the postseason. That's what they've shown you. Why should I believe that? Yes. Why should I? The Lakers are a walking medical clinic. They're like, they're like from the old Maddens where every time someone gets hurt, you just have to see the ambulance run over them on the field, pick them up and then leave. That's all they are. They're just a walking medical clinic. Anthony Davis has made a glass. LeBron James is old. You know, you have a bunch of these guys, they're star players, these big players who they rely on can't stay healthy. And now maybe because it's the postseason, they'll be grinding through injuries and they'll be able to do that. But, I have yet to be seen that. I have yet to be shown that. 
I would love to see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, wait, okay, fairness to them. The production you have seen from them while they've been available, what does that tell you? They have been good. Okay. They've been good. You they they have, and I think the, the addition of the, the addition of D'Lo has been great. Okay, that, that has been a really good addition to this team. Mm-hmm. But I just think that when we talk about the Lakers more than any other team in the NBA, I think, especially at this position in the league, you have to play with an asterisk where it's like if they're healthy, because if they're healthy, they're good. But that is a really big if. The if is doing a lot of work in that sentence. And this is a team that just simply cannot stay healthy for whatever reason. Every time Anthony Davis goes down, I think he's out for the year. Yeah. Every single time. He, he falls moments. down constantly. Looks like his arms are breaking, legs are breaking. Like, dude, drink some milk, man. Come on. Oh, that, listen, so first of all, that's a myth. The milk, <laughs> the not, milk with the milk, milk and the bones. Give you strong bones. I was lied to by you, big milk. You were definitely lied to your whole childhood. That's, that's that stinks. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Well, drink, you know, whatever helps your bones. AD. So is OKC playing with house money here? Playing with the playing against the Pelicans? Absolutely. That's how I view Absolutely. You know, them being in the play-in. They're just basically playing with house money. They got plenty of picks for, for the future. Their their uh, young stars are continuing to grow, whether it's Dort, whether it's Josh Giddy. This kid, Jalen Williams, is can really be a star for them. The young pick they got, I think, twelfth of this past NBA draft being. And so Future's kind of bright with the Thunder. They're playing with house money because they're going to get a lottery pick anyway, probably. Yeah. Do they really need to beat the Pelicans? Is there pressure for them? Or is there pressure for the Pelicans with no Zion? Is this just a gimme game? Like, do NBA fans really care? <laughs> I See, this is one of the games I'm most excited about because I do love the Thunder a lot. I think they're a fun young team. I think right. they're a team who has probably one of the brightest futures of all the NBA teams out mm-hmm. there right now. I, I do believe that this is they're playing with house money. Like you said, they're, they're playing. This is a freebie. If they lose, they lose. They weren't even supposed to be in the playing game. Exactly. Their, their win total was 25 and a half. They reached 40 wins, I believe. So this is completely a freebie, which is fine. They lose, they lose. This is just a good educational opportunity for the Thunder. But with that said, Uh-oh. I think they can win. Uh, that's fair. I think they have as good of a chance to win as any team. The Pelicans have been unbelievably disappointing down the stretch but for me fairness to them well i'll have to give you this they've been up and they've been more so up and down their net rating has been they've their analytics have been great the last 10 15 games go. but their execution they should have beaten the timberwolves by 20 points you mean the last game yes that's fair right? and they gave it away you had cj mccullum looking like he was a, a d-league player this g-league sorry this is, the, the fact that you switched it up it's only funny because if they had Zion, this all would be completely different. Yeah, they may not have like, even been playing games. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. This would be completely different. And if he could just somehow surprise the NBA fans, surprise a, a VP Griffin and just be like, I'm ready. I'm prepared to play. He's coming back Bro, for the playoffs. If he could just find his way to come back and play, he would obviously, they would obviously beat the Thunder. Yeah. But that would just elevate more pressure on your boy because I think they would not only beat the um, they would not only beat the Thunder, they would beat the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves as well. I think they would beat them. Yes, too. they would be really hard to so to play AT, and to defend. Yeah, with your boy, your doughy son, man. Listen, he'd be shivering his boots if they had to run off with that. Ooh. I'm trying to tell you, I really well, the Nuggets. Wish, and the, the Nuggets are a different conversation. They really, looked. Blech. I really wish the Nuggets could face off against a healthy New Orleans Pelicans team. He would bully Jokic for sure. Yeah, he would, would bully the Joker. This would be a great matchup in general for the playoffs and for NBA fans, I believe. Absolutely. 
What is the worry? Mm-hmm. Let's go to an, another segment to uh, talk about some things we are worried about going Ooh. into the postseason. What is the worry, Zach? Who should be more worried? Suns or the Clippers? I know. I'm sure you've heard the latest injury update with the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, with a PG-13. PG-13 likely is going to be out probably game one and more than likely game two. Okay. But at least game one is going to be out. Yes. So that puts a lot of pressure. Now we talked about this at the at the at the table here in the bullpen here at work about yes. you know saying, which matchup is gonna be more intriguing of all the of all the matchups. I said easily Kevin Durant, Paul George. I mean Kevin yeah. Durant versus Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Easily. That's superstardom right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. get your popcorn ready. Now it's not gonna be no scenarios where like you can just blitz Kevin Durant or you can just blitz Devin Booker. Right. You gotta pick. You got to pick, Ben, which one you going to be willing to guard and face all night, send the double team, send the house, because it's going to be a tough decision to really make throughout that series between Devin Booker and Kevin Durant if you're the Los Angeles Clippers without Paul George the first, maybe the first two games, that's going to be tough. The Clippers, the thing with the Clippers to me is, as you, you've watched the Clippers the past two or three years, they can have games where they look unbeatable. They can have games where even a Suns team with as talented and as good as they are, they will not be able to beat them because Kawhi's having a, an amazing game. Paul George is shooting ridiculous shots. They're playing great defense. Yep. But then there are other games for the Clippers where they look like a middle school team. So you just don't know what Clippers team is going to show up in these playoffs, and especially against a team like the Phoenix Suns, when you have the name power and the firepower that they have, you have to show up every single night. Now, I'm not convinced the Suns are all that right now. I'll be honest. (laughs) Why? I need to see them play. I need to see how their chemistry works Mm -hmm. in pressure situations. In pressure situations like a series, game five, game six, how does this team react? If it's a game seven and they're down three or four points in the final minute of the game, how are they going to react? How is is Devin Booker getting the ball? KD, like, how are they going to share? How are they going to – is Booker just going to be like, it's me, this is my team, I'm shooting. I just don't feel like that's ever – think about it. They've only played, like, what, nine, ten games together? nine or ten games. That is a small sample size. You are absolutely correct Chemistry can't be there yet. But I don't know. But, see, this is the biggest thing. And you got the answer to this every time. When has Kevin Durant ever needed much of anything, right? He's probably the most plug-in play basketball player in NBA history. Yeah. Where you don't need too much offense ran right. through him. You could just put place Kevin Durant on a basketball floor. He's going to give you 25-plus a game, 8-plus rebounds, shoot 50% from the field, almost 40 from three. And your team's probably going to be in a good position to win the game at yes. the end of the day. Yes, you're not wrong. He's a very unselfish player, which I think you know helps I mean? a lot. He's a very easy to work with player. I just need to see how they work in the offense, the flow of the offense. I need to see how the pressure works. You know, but I'm saying I need to see how the pressure works with this. I team. think it's like the, the eight, eight or nine games he played. They had like the highest offensive rating in the <laughs> like, they, like all the numbers is out there for him to like. To, yeah, that'll like show you that like there's no there's nothing to worry when it comes to like Kevin Durant. Right. I think it's or it's more so. Who's the fifth guy, right? Because we know Chris Paul, mm-hmm. Andre Aiden, Devin Booker, are those three guys to go along with KD. Who's going to be the fifth guy in that rotation, both on the bench and in the starting lineup, that's going to keep that going? Because you can close quarters with Kevin Durant and open quarters with Devin Booker. Yes. Now, having that luxury of offense will do you some good, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to need their their bench to really show up. 
which has been depleted that's with the been, trades, and it, and it how is the, the depth going to how's the depth. depth? Because if they don't have any depth, then these starters, as good as they are, they're always going to be playing tight games. They're going to be playing maybe from behind. Maybe they're going to at least be holding small leads. You know, it can be the thing like with the Nuggets. You know, when Jokic goes out of that game, the Nuggets fall apart. That's what I'm saying. So you can close a bad team. You can close a quarter with KD, Chris Paul on the floor, DeAndre Aiden on the floor, and open the next quarter with a Chris with a uh, Devin Booker. Like that's a luxury to have. Yes. Top two top ten, two top seven scores in the NBA to close a quarter, open a quarter in in terms of your rotation. Listen, Paul George, you I don't know what you need, but you better get some icy hot, whatever it is. (laughs) Some massages. Do do what you need to do. Because Devin and KD coming. Yeah. What's trending? Let's take, a, take a look at what's trending in the NBA. Oh, boy. Right. The Dallas Mavericks, Zach. I apologize. This team's bad. It this is team is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Luka's bad. Kyrie's bad. But the management's bad. Like, I don't blame them two players. Like, I, in terms of being, I blame on, them both. In, in terms of being on the court, I don't blame neither player because they both missed time while they when, they, when he got over there. When Kyrie got over there, he missed some time. Luka was missing some time. Mm-hmm. So I think they probably missed together. At least fourteen to seventeen games, give or take. Yep, I may be wrong on that number. Give or take, they probably missed like fourteen to seventeen games together. Now they both played well when one of each other was out. We talked about that, but I do not blame both of those players in particular. I blame the front office because it ain't like Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie requested a trade, but Mark Cuban didn't have to pick the phone up and call yep. the Brooklyn Nets and, and, true. and put that trade in. He did not have to do that. Yep. He substituted offense. He substituted defense for offense. And depth. And depth. Yeah, role so players. Good role depth, players. Good role players. But see, and then, I I hate to do this, but you may do it too. I might have to put a little blame on Jason Kidd, which I've never done before. Yeah. Because of this rotation selection. Like, you could have played that rookie, Jaden Hardy, a little sooner. Like, he's he came out and came prepared to play every time he had an opportunity. So, if they would have played him a little more, got him more confident into games, game by game, I think they would have had a Cam Thomas effect at, like in Brooklyn. I think the blame is spread equally to everyone. I think Cuban is to blame for yes. his moves. I think the front office is to blame for his moves. I think Luca is to blame for his lack of leadership, leadership? ability. Okay. I think the team has a bit of a leadership hole. We see it with the Bulls. The Bulls, on paper, really talented. All-stars, potential Hall of Famer on that team, dunk contest winners, a really good Fairly solid stretch stretch three or stretch center. No one's a leader on that team. No one's a vocal leader. Zach's not a leader. Demar's not a leader. With the Mavs, it's the Pat same Beth. thing. Yeah, and that's what they needed. And guess what? They have a positive record since he joined the team. You You're need right. a vocal leader to hold guys accountable. Luca's not that guy. Kyrie's not going to be that guy. He just joined the team. He can't. It's going to be hard to be someone who who players take seriously as a leader when you just join the team. Yep. And Kyrie has a history of of having issues on teams everywhere he goes. The team son suddenly seem to collapse. The chemistry struggles. So it's Kyrie's fault. It's Luca's fault. It's Mark Cuban's fault. Front office's fault. Everyone is to blame on that team. It's I'm such st- a messed up organization at this point that they were in the sixth spot at one point. They were. And they are not in the playoffs at all. At and all. they po- possibly, probably, purposefully tanked the final game of the season. And that's weird, right? Because it's like, okay, well, do you guys get your pick if that's the case? There's something weird going on. Yeah, they and, were able to keep their pick uh, top they, 10. They may or may not be able to keep the pick or whatever. And yes. So, like, they're on the investigation for that, too. Yeah, they're probably going to get caught. It's going to be a slap on the wrist, whatever the NBA does. But Maybe. it was Maybe. That's, that's what the NBA set up to be. I think the Mavs as an organization are just pitiful. It's pitiful. If I was a fan of that team, 
midway through the year, I'm thinking we're going to the playoffs. We have one of the NBA's best players. Remember we talked about it. They're coming off winning. Uh, it's disgusting. Getting to the Western Conference Finals yeah. season before. It's disgusting. It's really, really bad. Ooh-wee. Bad management. Uh, let's see. What else? Yeah. All right. I like this. So this was brought up by our uh, our lovely colleague, Nate Jacobson. Yeah. He said, uh, sharp lessons. Yeah. Friendly co-host. See what, see what you have to say about this. Which first round matchup <laughs> ends, ends up on NBA TV. So the mm-hmm. NBA TV matchup, the matchup, yeah, the NBA is like, we're not going to have a lot of people watch national this. TV, yeah, it's not a super national televised game. And so yeah. if I had to pick a series that's going to be on NBA TV, it'll probably be the one in eight matchups yep. in the East and in the West. So whoever the Milwaukee Bucks play, whether it is Miami Heat or the Atlanta Hawks, or even the, uh, the, Bulls, the, Bulls, the Bulls or the Toronto Raptors. Bucks, Bulls. I think that game two, yeah, game two of both of these series that I'm going to mention is where the NBA TV scheduled game will take place. So yep. the Denver game, no matter who they play, I feel like that game is going to, that game two is going to be on NBA TV. And the game two yeah. of the Bucks series will be on NBA TV. Because whoever the Bucks play, they're going to blow out. Even if it's the Bulls, the Hawks, whoever it is, Bucks are going to dominate. The Nuggets, though, yeah, they've shown some weaknesses. They have lately, they, as, as of late. I've great. been kind of worried about them, too. I think they'll get their act together. I think it's been more so like resting. Okay, we're tired now. We're ready for the postseason. I think it's been more so of that than anything else. Because Milwaukee, they were slipping a little bit, too, up and down. Yeah. As these last, like, few games of the season. All right, final segment of the show. Mm-hmm. A new one that you made up here. Remember when you said. Remember when you said. Remember when I said. Remember when you said. So we're looking back on the preseason uh, predictions that we made. Yes. With all our season awards and predictions. Right. And looking at that list, we to be bad, honest. We did good. We did better than I thought. We did better than I thought. Because honestly, we got some guys in the ballpark. We did. We got some finalists. Yeah, we did. Probably out there. Right. MVP, like, we were both right. Definitely right about MVP. Joel Shout Embiid. Out to Joel Embiid. He's yeah. probably going to win MVP this season. So you're proud of that. You're happy to see that, right? But then you got, okay, we weren't really right about rookie of the year. But I feel no. like we probably did that being early in the beginning of the year because we wanted to pick someone not named Paolo Bancaro. We the did. obvious pick yes. going to probably win rookie of the year, which he probably ultimately will. Yeah, we now, did. I will give you this, Ben. Remember when you said Michael Brogdon for six man of the year? Yeah. That's in the air. That can still happen. Yeah, it's going to be between probably him and Emmanuel quickly. But Malcolm Brogdon has just been set. He's He's been as consistent as he could possibly be off the bench for yeah. the Celtics. Absolutely. Quickly, he's the favorite now, but he really went on a run towards the end of the year. Definitely so definitely. that's a little bit of recency bias. Coach of the year, it'll probably go to Mike Brown. Yeah. I don't think none of us. Let's just no. get this out the way right now. We probably didn't think. That light the beam would do this thing. Never. That they did. We didn't even know that was a thing, light the beam, until they did it. And, I, and I'm not even, if I'm pretty confident, they win 50 games this year. I don't uh, think the did. Kings? I think they fell short and only won 49, which is still fine. But the Sacramento Kings not only got the coach of the year, they're going to make the playoffs and possibly yeah, they got out of the first, first round. Yeah, I, I agree. And this is a team that no one, we didn't we no, didn't talk about like, the Kings at all. We, you, Mike the, Brown, bro, we owe you an apology. The thing that we did say, yeah, we owe you a big apology, Mike Brown. But I think we did say there was potential for the Kings. That's fair. But we were thinking like play-in game potential, not yeah, third not seed third in the seed, West right. potential. <laughs> I don't think anyone can go out and seriously say they thought that for the for the Sacramento Kings. Most improved. I had like Anthony Simon for a long shot, Kate Cunningham, but he got hurt. <laughs> you said third time's a charm, baby. MPJ, Michael, all the way. he's been playing good. He's been playing well. What? I might go most improved, Michael Porter Jr. for the rest of his career as a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> 
fire. That man it needs to be the most improved in that contest every single year because he's always worse than people expect. Mm. And so the next year is always you're thinking, all right, he he has the potential. He's got the body. He's got the shot. He could be most improved. You, Three years in a row we've picked him. That's never happened. So we're done. Did. Oh, all right. You do it. I'm, I'm done. not. I'm going to ride the wave until he, until he Next year, Michael Porter. Wave. He's our honorary most improved every single year. Every year. Every single year. Now, you got scoring champ correct. Joel Embiid did finish as the league leading scorer on the season. So that was correct by you. I had Damian Lillard, and he finished third. Yeah. Here's a funny, here's a funny stat for you. Last time the two of the top five players didn't make the playoffs, what two players were they? I'm going to put you on the spot right here. What two players were they? What year was it? When Say that again. When teams didn't make the playoffs? Two top five scorers in, in NBA regular season didn't make the postseason. What two players were they? What year was it? Because this season. I want to say Melo, maybe one of them. It was Luke, This season it was Luka Doncic and it was Damian Lillard. It was not Melo. It was his draft class mate. And another player. Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> you are losing your marbles. <laughs> oh, man. Drafted with Mello? Yeah, it's obvious. And didn't make the playoffs? And didn't make the playoffs. Because Mello made the playoffs, actually. Yeah. His first, like, nine years. In I can see that with just, like, the Knicks having a really bad year one year. But I don't know. Who is it? Yeah, so, it's crazy because it's Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. So, LeBron James, 0-4-0-5. Wow. With the Cleveland Cavaliers. He averaged twenty seven a night. I think the uh, the Lakers were terrible, but Kobe was still balling with like twenty eight a night. Yeah, didn't make the playoffs. So That's this crazy. season, Damian Lillard averaged over thirty, Luca over thirty, no postseason. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. That's that sucks for those two guys. And then your finals prediction, I give it to you like this: the yeah. Nuggets number one seed, Bucks number one seed. So you at least got the two Nuggets, Bucks. You right there on the money. You riding the, the correct wave. That's why it's not gonna happen. On. It might, hey, you never know. You just never know. So I at least want to say I wanted to get back to that. Remember when you said yeah. you got a few things right, player. You got the Nugs Buggets potentially still scoring champ for the Joel Embiid, MVP mm-hmm. for Joel Embiid. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, hopefully. Yeah. I think he probably deserves your, it. If you put your money where your mouth is, you might be. I know. You know who I was asking right before we go? You know who I was wondering why they're not even in the conversation at all? It was Norman Powell for sixth man of the year. Especially after he, these last, like, Month yeah, he's been playing season. great. I mean, he I was out hard. for the end of March a lot, a lot of games, which I think really hurt him towards the end. But man, he has, you know, he's rattled off three straight twenty-plus point games. He's only started eight games this season. I think he's played in like sixty. I don't know why he's not even in the running. You can't even bet on him at all. It's very bizarre for six man of the year. You can't bet on him. Very bizarre. He's definitely been a baller, and I definitely took his player props the last few weeks. Of yeah, because he was playing lights out. Free my boy Norman. <laughs> And that's going to conclude this edition of Points of the Pay podcast presented by Stadium, Stadium's number one NBA podcast. So don't you ever forget it. ITA, make sure you check that out every Thursday with Shams, Cam Smith, and our boy Pat Garrity. They come out every Thursday. Sharp lessons. When y'all coming back, player? Y'all going to come back this week? Uh, we might come back for playoff betting. Yeah. Well, that's what I like we peek our head back here and there during when football season not happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so make sure you check out Sharp Lessons. Make sure you get that. Well, how do you say it? The Gen Den? The D Gen Den, yeah. The Degenerates, the Den of the Degenerates. Mm-hmm. It's not a good place to be. Yes, you lose a lot is. of money. Well, <laughs> they, you can fade, you can follow. Yeah, you know and you be entertained. That's all it is. It's, it's be entertained. You know what I'm saying? And we'll, you'll hear back from the Points in the Pain podcast with Zach Badger, also myself, and Ben Winstein next week. Mm-hmm.